and welcome back to another episode of Year-Round Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Troy Michael. I am getting pumped. I just booked my cabana at Circa for right before the season starts on that Wednesday. I will be there. I am so excited to do my draft uh, with my buddies from Washington State. Man, football season's almost here. I'm tired of doing mock drafts. I'm tired of not having any real news to chat about because we don't have any camps going on. So it's kind of brutal to try to create content when you don't have a lot of meat and potatoes. So what you get is a lot of top 10 this, top 10 that, mock draft this, mock draft that. And today's no different. Today I'm going to do a wide receiver mock draft, uh, not mock draft, a top 10 wide receiver um, going all the way from the Justin Jeffersons all the way to the Waddles and, and telling you everybody in between. I'm excited to sit there and rank these guys for you. You can let me know what you think. But before we do that, let's jump to the news. Right before I jumped on air, DeAndre Hopkins said, hello, Tennessee, and he is moving. So I think this is good. So he's going to be their wide receiver one. Uh, Traylon Burks, I don't think he's ready. I mean, he was a rookie last year. He ended up getting hurt. He showed potential. But is he really ready to be the number one? And frankly, I think the answer is no. I mean, that's a, that's a lot to ask of a rookie or I'm sorry, a sophomore, to sit there and step up to be the one. And uh, especially with a newer quarterback by that point, um, I think Tannehill will be there. Tannehill, I mean, they had a good team last year. They were like 9-2 and two, and before they rattled off like seven losses in a row. I expect a lot of good things this year from Tannehill if he's upright, if he's playing, because with Tannehill, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Derrick Henry, it is going to be a very powerful team with a stout defense, and I think they could win the division. I really do. They're a very strong team. Uh, DeAndre makes it to where now you don't have to stack the box on poor Henry. Henry was just running at a brick wall after brick wall last year because, I mean, come on, you, you got Traylon Burks. That's all they had. I mean, they didn't have anyone else. A.J. Brown was gone. They got Traylon. Well, now they got D-Hop. So I think that's enough to really have to respect the pass to open up those fields, to let Henry get a full head of steam and just plow right through you. And I think it's going to be great because A.J. Brown was outstanding with Tannehill, and I think D-Hop can do the same thing. So very excited for DeAndre Hopkins going to Tennessee. And frankly, it wasn't even very expensive to get him. Um, I heard some numbers being thrown around. It was about $36 million with incentives. Like, that's including the incentives. Otherwise, it's just a two-year, $24 million contract. I mean, that's fucking cheap. That's like paying George Kittle. That's awesome. So I'm super happy for Tennessee. I think they're a good team. I like their coaching staff. I love their... Uh, I love the running back. Got a little man crush on Henry. Uh, but I'm excited to see what they could do this year. Evan Ingram, man, he just signed a three-year, $42 million contract. And all he had was like three good games. That's it. I mean, he was not a superstar. Uh, man, he had like three good games last season. I loved it because those good games, it was like a two-touchdown, three-touchdown game. It helped me when I needed them in fantasy football, and he pushed me ahead and got it to where I could go to the championship. But man, I tell you, when he was in New York, he was nothing. We all had huge high hopes for him. Four years went by. He didn't accomplish dick. And then he gets out there with a better quarterback in um, Trevor Lawrence. And next thing you know, it's clicking. You know, the, he's got a number, was he the number two target over there? And he did outstanding. And, and, and he did really well. And especially for a handful of, of games that just got peppered with extra targets and extra touchdowns. And that somehow added up to $42 million over three years. So, man, Evan cashed in. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for his family. And I'm glad that he's a Jaguar because if I had to pay that amount of money 
from my team. Oh, brutal. Other than that, Joe Mixon took a, uh, a pay cut to remain a Bengal. I think this is good for everybody. It's good for Joe Mixon. Um, I, I love Mixon on that team. I mean, you got, you got T. Higgins, you got Waddle, uh, Waddle, T. Higgins, you got Jamar Chase. Uh, I, I really like this signing, and it freed up room for everybody. I kind of feel bad for running backs because they always have to take pay cuts or, you know, really pound their chest uh, to get what they want and smack the table. But, man, to be honest with you, running backs are kind of, unless you're like a McCaffrey, you're kind of replaceable. And it's really sad the way that is, but it, it is the business. And, I mean, He's still making decent money. He's still getting $9.4 million. It just won't be that big hunk that he wanted. It was like 14 or $15 million. Uh, DeAndre, uh, DeAndre, Devontae Adams. Um, I think it's funny that they, they led with this for news. Uh, he continues to lead the wide, rec- wide receiver core. No shit. It's Devontae Adams. In my opinion, him and Justin Jefferson are the number one and number two or number one and number one uh, wide receiver in football. It just so happens that Devontae Adams has a very average quarterback. And and that's why it's like even a conversation. Could you imagine if Adams just was still with um still with Rodgers? I mean, he was I watched the guy literally win a championship game because uh, um Aaron Rodgers just kept chucking the ball to Devontae Adams and he won my league with that. It was just just so incredible to, to watch one man have such a man crush on another and chuck him the ball and sit there and get a bazillion fantasy points. And w- that year, this fucking guy, he woke up late. He was half drunk. He only wa- uh, rostered one wide receiver and, and left it blank because he uh, it was like a bye week for week 16. And with that, he won a championship game, all because Devontae Adams is a pimp. So if you get Devontae Adams a better quarterback, even Derek Carr, he's going to be a superstar. But when you're with Jimmy, ugh, apparently you have to report whether or not uh, Jacoby Myers is getting uh, more targets. So I thought that was laughable. I thought it'd be a lot of fun today to talk about the top 10 wide receivers and go all the way back from Jalen Waddle, who I have at my 10 and talk all the way to one, which is obviously going to be Jefferson, because Jefferson is a pimp. So I'm going to go through and just talk about kind of their normal stats, um, their averages, kind of my general feeling on it. Waddle, Waddle's young. He's going to be 25 years old this year. He had a great year last year. He averaged 13 points, and this is half-point PPR scoring. That way you kind of get the best of both worlds, because if I were to go straight PPR, it would roll out different. If I would go straight uh, standard, it would roll out different, like the Cooper Cup thing would get fucked so moving on, he averages 13 points per game. He averages 6.8 targets and 4.4 receptions. So, I mean, right there, he's only getting 4.5 receptions per game. That's super low, and this is what I think is insane. He gets 80 yards per game on 4.4 receptions and a half a touchdown per game. I mean, talk about being efficient. You're only getting the ball like once a quarter. And you're going to turn it into 80 yards and a touchdown every other game? I mean, Waddle, man, if he was on any other team all by himself, he would be the number one wide receiver on that team. And he'd be a top five draft pick uh, in fantasy football. And I don't even think it's an argument. I mean, he would absolutely be the number five. But because he's got to compete with Tyreek for balls, and not to mention his quarterback is like, got a concussion at the time. That's the only reason why he's number 10. Otherwise, I love Waddle. I got a huge man crush on him. Amal Ross and Brown is coming in at number uh, uh, number nine. 
super young, 23.7 years old. Uh, he's a little dude. He's only six foot, 195. Um, he's just, he's not, I mean, Waddle's smaller, don't get me wrong, but he's just not the prototypical like six foot two monster that we're used to. Uh, he's averaging 13.4 points per game, uh, 9.1 targets, and 6.6 receptions. And this is what I think is funny. He's averaging 72 yards per game. 72 yards on 6.6 receptions. If you remember, uh, Waddle was less receptions and more yards. So I just think that's funny. I think it's funny the way that it works. But to be honest with you, Detroit does not have the defense that Miami does. uh, So they're going to use this guy more. Uh, He's going to get more targets, obviously more receptions. And he has the potential to score more points. I don't see Waddle really rising up to like a top five wide receiver this year. With Tyreek still there, or at least hurt like if you were hurt sure I think he'd be a top five top four no problem but you know Amara is the number one he does have a potential to get a lot more uh points than Waddle simply because the competition's less um moving on I have C.D. Lamb coming in at number eight C.D. Lamb's a stud he's 24 years old six foot two 200 that's your typical wide receiver um that you would take in the first round um, one second here, I just swiped off the page. Anyway, he's averaging four, 14.6 points per game, targets 9.2 and 6.3 receptions. So he's averaging the same amount of receptions as uh, Amal Ross St. Brown and still putting up 80 yards, uh, touchdowns, 0.5 touchdowns per game. So I just, I love this guy. I love C.D. Lamb. I don't see him able to be a top five because that's just not the way that Dallas works. For one, their quarterback is average. Dak Prescott, there's nothing special about him. Um, they have a phenomenal defense out there in Dallas. And, and I expect them to play good defense, run the ball, try not to turn the ball over, and that's how they're going to win games. And yes, they'll use C.D. when they need to, but they don't need to saturate C.D. with a shitload of receptions just to win a game because they could do it just from playing good, smart football and anytime you're not putting the ball in Dak's hands you go throw a fucking interception like in the playoffs last year then good things will happen keep the ball away from Dak but no uh, CD had a great year last year he still won me a championship game and and I loved it and thank you CD I appreciate it even though you're Dallas fan uh, Dallas player I still love what you did for my fantasy football team uh, moving on to uh, number seven I got Devontae Adams. Devontae's getting up there. He's 30 and a half years old, um, 6'1", um, 215. Devontae, in my opinion, him and Justin Jefferson are the best wide receivers in the league, but he's got a Jimmy Garoppolo problem. It's not even a Derek Carr problem. It's not even Aaron Rodgers problem. Could you imagine going from Aaron Rodgers to, to Carr? I mean, that's got to be such a fucking downgrade. And then to sit there and go from Carr to Garoppolo, it's like, ugh, it's like vomit, man. It's like going from like a 10 to like a an 8 and from an 8 to like a 4. Even though Garoppolo is a handsome motherfucker, it's got nothing to do with that. I meant his ability to chuck a ball at an open player or at least throw him open. Anyway, 16.8 points per game. Targets almost 11, which is great. Uh, receptions, 6 receptions per game. And you're looking at 90 yards as well as .8 touchdowns. So his ability to score touchdowns is higher than everybody else. He's a stud. He's just really, really good. But we have a huge unknown. We don't know how Garoppolo's going to fare out this season. Because what do we got? We got... Um, um, a new quarterback in there. We don't know if they're going to play it like Carr. Like they played Carr like a traditional pocket passer, throw the ball deep, kind of on third down. Like you know, they they, they treated it differently, and I don't see them doing that with Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo is kind of a system quarterback. He's a um, 
Oh man, he is. Uh, he did what Shanahan told him, and Shanahan knew his limitations and didn't throw the ball deep and just kind of manipulated defenses to do what you wanted to get yardage and points. So he was averaging like it was like five point nine uh, uh, yards per target. So he's not throwing the ball deep, and that's what Devontae is outstanding at. I don't see them doing it like that this year. I there's a lot of unknowns, and that's why I have Devontae Adams so much further down. If Devontae had Rodgers, if he had Carr, he'd be a top three for me. But because he doesn't, I got to put him all the way down here at number eight. A.J. Brown is going to be next. I have 6'1", 226 pounds. This guy's a fucking tank. He's a beast. He's a monster. I love A.J. Brown. Um, uh, but he doesn't get a ton of action. He's getting uh, just about eight and a half targets per game, 5.2 receptions, um, 88 yards, and how many touchdowns? 0.6. So, Here's another situation like CeeDee Lamb. You got a great defense. You have uh, a great run game. You don't need A.J. Brown to go win you a game. Sure, he's going to get a handful of targets, but like he does not have the potential to be a top three because you don't need to saturate him. That's not how you win games with this guy. Is Your defense is so good that you don't need to you know, be too risky to win games. But still, he's going to get his. He's going to score a lot. He's going to get you a lot of fantasy points. But he doesn't have the upside that somebody um, drafted like one through three would. So A.J. Brown is down here. I don't. I expect more of the same this year. I don't expect him to go and, and break the bank and become the number one uh, wide receiver. It's just the team is just not made up that way to where they need him to go play hero. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing for football. Kind of a shitty thing for fantasy football. But speaking of a guy who could be a number one, we have Stefan Diggs coming in next. Stefan is uh, 29 years old. So right there we have several players in a row, all about 29 years old, 29 to 30. They're all getting up there. This is their peak. And after this, it does not look good. We all saw what happened to Julio Jones. You hit that 31 years old thing, 32 years old thing, and it does not... It just doesn't work well in the NFL. We all can't be Jerry Rice. So with that said, I got Stefan over here. And I think his upside is higher than ever, than a lot of other people have already mentioned. Uh, 16.4 fantasy points per game. Targets, 9.6. Reception, 6.8. And you're also looking at 0.7 touchdowns per game. I love Stefan. He is the number one on his team. He doesn't have to compete a ton. Uh, Josh Allen loves throwing the ball. The coaching staff loves throwing the ball. If he could get his mental bullshit figured out, his diva-ness, his, you know, the world evolves around me kind of Michael Irvin bullshit, if he could figure that out, he could be the number one wide receiver, and and then there's that. I mean, not many guys have a Josh Allen throwing you the ball. They really don't, and he could be an absolute superstar if he mentally figures his shit out. So until then, I'm going to keep him back here, but next year, like, if he's like, there's a saying in football where if you could see the friction in the franchise, then that means it's 10 times worse behind the wall. So here we hear about all this diva bullshit going on in the media right now. And for it on the inside, it's got to be 10 times worse. If we're if it's actually escaping through the media, through the walls to, to get to us where we know shit is fucked up. Then with that said, it's, it's kind of like, man, things got to be really bad. I don't know what he's bitching about in there. I don't know if it's the way they use him or he thinks he should have got the ball more or he wants more money. Whatever it is, I hope they could shake hands, figure it out, play some football because I love me some Stefan Diggs and I would love to draft him this year. But for now, it's kind of scary because 
man, yes, he has potential to be number one, but he also, I think, kind of has the potential to walk off the field like fucking uh, uh, Antonio Brown. I could just see this guy throwing up a peace sign going, fuck y'all, you guys don't appreciate me, taking his shirt off, and then taking a shit in the end zone. Anyway, coming in next, we got Tyree Kill. Man, I love me some Tyreek. I love me some Waddle. I just wish I had a healthier quarterback who didn't get bonked in the head that often. He's also getting close to 30, if not already. 16.9 fantasy points per game and half point. 10 targets, 7 receptions, ultra-efficient, 100 yards per game on average, and .4 touchdowns. Now, again, if him and Waddle were on separate teams, holy fuck. It would be so much fun to draft these guys. But nope, they're on the same team, so this is what you get. I'm very excited for him this year. I expect a lot of good things from him, especially if Tua is upright. They're in an exciting division. I love that division. I can't wait to watch every fucking game they have. But Tyreek is a speed freak. I'm excited about him. He's ultra-efficient with his yardage. So, moving on. I got Jamar Chase coming in next. I love Jamar Chase this year. Man, he is ultra gifted ultra gifted six foot 201 pounds little speed freak very agile he could he could do everything he really can he's only been in the league for a couple years and he's already a top three wide receiver he's gotten 16.6 points per game targets he is targeted all the fucking time Uh, 11.2 so that is the most out of anyone so far but here's the funny thing receptions 7.3 so all those additional targets haven't yielded more receptions. It's kind of weird. Anyway, touchdowns, he's averaging one of the highest at 0.8. So, ultra-efficient. I love that. I think if you... I would not have any trouble you drafting this guy, obviously in the top three, but if you grab him number one overall, it really wouldn't shock me. It really wouldn't, and I wouldn't be upset about that. I'd high-five you because I think it's a great pick. This guy does have the potential to be the number one guy. Uh, he's on a great team. The defense for uh, Cincinnati is good, but it isn't like a Dallas. It isn't like a Philly to where they are just stout. Like they need Jamar Chase to get touchdowns and win games. They really do. So they are going to feature him more. And he does have the potential to be the number one wide receiver. Uh, I got nothing but positive things to say about him. I don't need to tell you about him because you already know he's a superstar. Take him out your one, take him out your two, take him out your three. If you get him like in the fifth, uh, fifth spot and north of that, then you just got super value. Uh, moving into our second to last, we have Cooper Cup, 30 years old. A lot of guys in the 30. In another couple of years, he's going to be all new guys like Chris Olave and shit like that. But for now, Cooper Cup is still here. And remember, he got hurt last year. And a lot of people are like, why the hell do you have him so high up the board? Well, that's because he's averaging 18.2 points per game. He's averaging 11 targets and 8.3 receptions. That is the most receptions out of everybody so far. Again, ultra efficient. He averages 0.7 touchdowns per game. The highest we saw so far is 0.8. He's 0.7 with more targets. And what I kind of like about him this year, the Rams... They don't have a good defense this year. So they're going to need Cooper Cup to win games. They don't have like superstar uh, running backs in, 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 the, uh, in the stable to go win them games. They don't have Derrick Henry out there. You know, they don't have players like that. Well, they got Cam Akers. Give me a fucking break. No, all they have is Cooper Cup, um, that other cat from Chicago who went there for a year already left as well oh fuck i forget his name anyway he is the guy him and van jefferson and van jefferson's nothing special sure he's probably slightly above average wide receiver but he is not fucking cooper cup 
Cooper Cup does have the potential to be the number one, and it's not even close. I love Cooper. He's going to have a great season. Their defense is weaker. They're going to need Cooper to win more than ever, and he's going to get a bazillion targets. So in half point, full point PPR, grab Cooper Cup. Grab him at the 101 for all I care, and I think it's a great pick. But moving on to the number one, we've been talking about it the whole time. Justin Jefferson is just different. Only 24 years old, six foot one. 195 pounds. I love Justin Jefferson. He is an absolute freak. He's averaging 18 fantasy points per game in half point PPR. He plays almost all the snaps. His targets, 10.8, and he catches 7.5 receptions. That is outstanding. And again, pretty darn efficient at 0.5 touchdowns per game. And he's it. He's, He's it on a shitty defense. All they have is Justin Jefferson. Dalvin Cook's gone. Uh, what do they got? TJ Hawkinson. Like they got nothing out there. They just got a new rookie um, wide receiver, but he is not Justin Jefferson. He is not capable of doing what Justin can do. Justin is going to be either your number one or your number two, or I guess you could say number three. I think between Cup, Chase, and Justin, one of those three are going to be your number one, either pick off the board if it's not McCaffrey and or like I expect most drafts to be either CMC or Justin Jefferson, and then Chase and Cup. Like, those four are going in the top four, I could almost guarantee you, every fucking time. Maybe there's an Austin Eckler occasionally, but, man, they are all superstars. They're usually pretty fucking healthy, and you don't need to worry about the injury bug the way that you do with running backs. But that is it. That is your top ten. Let me know what you think. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at TroyNFL or on TikTok at NFLTroy. One day I'll figure out how to get those two names to meet together. And you could always follow me on Twitter uh, as well. I hope everybody has an outstanding night and an even better week. I'll chat with you later.